Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. And welcome back to the Friday Habit. <laughs> Mark, do you do karaoke? No, you know, there's there's two kinds of people in this world. People okay. that do karaoke that are bad and people that do mm. karaoke. I'm not one either one of those people. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. There you well, go. hey, this is your outlet. You can sing sing that, our That's intros. right. Yeah. And I'll sing our today our guest, Mark Carpenter's on the show. He has always had a passion for storytelling, right from his childhood. Tales to a successful career in marketing and PR. Today he's an accomplished author, co-writer, uh, and bestseller, Mastery Storytelling. How to turn your experiences into stories that teach, lead, and inspire. With two decades of corporate communication, a decade as a communications professor, and 15 years facilitating training, Mark expertly fuses engaging storytelling and impactful learning. And when he's not enlightening us with his wisdom, you might find him exploring the Utah mountains or immersed in music and family. So, Mark, welcome to the Friday Habit. Thank you. I, I feel we need to clarify something in that in that intro because we had all those years of things. Some of them were overlapping because ah, it okay. makes it sound like I'm 112 years old uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, I was like trying that. to count and I was like, "Wait a second, you don't." He's look that had old. Hold on 25 <laughs> years in this and an additional 30 years here. Well, you look no older than 50, so. Oh, that's very generous. Thank you. That's awesome. And you live in, in Utah. I just, uh, on our trip out west, we went to Utah. It was one of my favorite states. It was absolutely beautiful. Do you love it there? Yeah. Oh, I do. And this is this is one of my passions that I'll, I'll get out and, mm. and do things in the mountains and just, and just to be here. It's fun when I meet with people from all over the country, all over the world, really, and I I'll put up a virtual backdrop of the the mountains here in Utah that are just outside my home. And they're like, what? You look at that every day? And it's like, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> but you get that there in Colorado, too. You you understand the, the joy of just having those mountains surrounding you. Yeah, I, I tell my kids, you know, Ben's in, in Virginia, and it's it's beautiful. It's more like rolling hills there, you know, than mountains. But I just tell my kids, because they've grown up here, and as you're driving home, we see the Rocky Mountains and the sun setting. And I'm like, you guys just don't ever take this for granted because people don't get to see this every day like you do. You know, you get immune to it when you're like seeing it every day on your commute home from work. But I'm like, this is very unique, you know, and special. Yeah. And, and you know, every place has its own uniqueness and, and specialness and, and beauty about it. I was out visiting in, in North Carolina and was able to go into the Smoky Mountains uh, mm, yeah. there in, in Western North Carolina, which is probably more like, like you're experiencing yep. in Virginia. And the, the green is fantastic that we don't quite get out here in, in, in the West. So every place has its own beauties. And so there's the lesson. There's the lesson within those stories is enjoy that. Enjoy what you yeah. have and don't take it for granted. Totally. Totally. What, uh, you also, I saw you, you, you do music. What kind of music are you, you playing the accordion piano, the juice harp? Some, some new age okay. and pop stuff and Broadway stuff. Just, just playing around. I'm no professional musician. I'll, I'll tell you that. Okay. I also play the violin, uh, other stringed instruments. When I was in high school, I played bass in a rock band. So nice. I, I just, I just love all kinds of music. 
That's awesome. And then, and then, so what got you into kind of the whole like t- teaching people and education? Take us back a little bit about, you know, your story of how you got to where you are. Yeah. And I think I've always been a teacher. It's just, just in my heart. I, I, mm-hmm. I grew up with teachers. My, my mom's a teacher. Both my sisters are teacher. I have two kids who are teachers. And, and so it's kind of, kind of all around me and, and kind of in my DNA that this is, this is what I did. And so you mentioned in the bio that I worked uh, for 20 years in corporate marketing and PR. And toward the end of that time, I started teaching as an adjunct professor at, at Brigham Young University and taught some communications courses based on my background and experience. I just, I just loved the teaching part of it. Mm. I, I helped a friend write a book. I basically ghost wrote the, the draft for him. And in the process of doing that, I kind of got the bug that I wanted to write my own book. And I was talking to my wife about it. I said, I don't know what my book should be. I, I know I've got something in there. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's just, oh, you got to write a book about how you can take just any everyday experience and turn it into a story that teaches a lesson. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. And my, my first reaction to that was, yeah, it's not a book. That's just, that's just <laughs> what people do. And she goes, no, no, no. You, you got to figure out how you do it and teach other people how you do that. So that was really the genesis that got, that got me where I am now in terms of authoring that book and then creating the workshop that goes along with it. Hmm. And it's, it's just been fantastic. It's fantastically fun to teach something that you have a passion around and that you've kind of done all your life, but now you've codified it a little bit. So, so it, it's actually a teachable skill. Hmm. And so that, that's kind of the background of the genesis of, of how I got to where I am now. Nice. That's awesome. I think it's one of those things where a lot of times, you know, people go through life and they have so many experiences and and they do so many things. And then they think to themselves like, well, I have nothing to offer. I I have nothing that I can teach somebody else. And it's like, well, I think if you really slowed down and really looked at all the things that you are an expert in or things that you're passionate about, like you probably have enough there to educate somebody else or teach them all the things that you've learned throughout your life. Cause we've all had unique experiences that kind of shape us and mold us into who we are. And I think we take those for granted sometimes and we don't, see the mountains like we were talking about, you know, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we it's exactly where I was going with that, Mark. <laughs> and I was thinking this is just what we were talking about as we were leading in. We kind of get this proximity bias that if it happened to me, it must not be that interesting. Uh, I, I've lived in this place all my life. It's really kind of boring. Well, no, if you really look at where you are, there's probably great things about it. And it's the same thing with our life's experiences. I hear this from people all the time. I don't, I don't have any interesting experiences that I can turn into stories. And I'm like, okay, you're just not looking close enough. And, and I encourage people to look for anything they have an emotional reaction to. If you have an emotional reaction to an experience that happens to you, there's likely a lesson embedded there that you could turn into a story to teach, lead, sell, or inspire, which is kind of the, the direction that we take people on, on storytelling. And just look for the little things that happen. In fact, I'll give you a quick example. Yesterday morning, I was on an hour and a half video call. And at the end of it, I kind of reached up. I scratched something in the back of my head. And I went, oh, my gosh. And I felt the top of my head. And I went, I didn't comb my hair today. (laughs) I'd I'd taken a shower. And I I brushed my teeth. I did all the other things. But I didn't comb my hair. Now, the good news is nobody actually called it out or recognized it on, on the call which probably says something about my hair, (laughs) but I was kind of laughing at myself about that. 
And I thought back on it and said, okay, what's the lesson? And the lesson is the power of our routines. I'd gotten off my routine a little bit. I didn't brush my hair in the order that I normally would do it. And I had the conscious thought, I'll come back and do that in a minute. And I just totally spaced it. Well, so there's great power in our routines to keep us doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So even in that just that goofy little experience there, I had an emotional reaction to it. Mm. So I knew there was a lesson in it. Oh, I like that. I think it's like that idea of of looking at those little things that pop up throughout our day or week or whatever that is, and then trying to associate that or create a story around that. And and I I use that all the time when I encourage young guys who are coming up, you know, starting their own businesses and stuff like that. A lot of times they get discouraged when something goes wrong or or something bad happens or they have a bad interaction with a client or they drop the ball and they fail. You know, sometimes we just have to look at ourselves and say, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this situation? Or like, let me just not blow past this and, and try to move on, but let me kind of step back a little bit, look into it and, and try to dissect a little bit so I can really think about, okay, how could I do this better? Or how could I have done things a little bit differently in order to have a different outcome instead of just moving on? I think that's where probably journaling really is beneficial too. If you, at the beginning or end of your day, if you can kind of jot things down that stood out or that, that probably helps with, with kind of maybe articulating or finding those things throughout your, your week that could turn into good stories. Yeah, I love what you said there, Mark, and I'll even take it one step farther. You want to stop in those moments and think, okay, what, what am I supposed to learn from this? But then you want to journal it, you want to track it and say, okay, how could I share that story with somebody else so they can learn the same thing without having to go through what I went through? And particularly as, as entrepreneurs, running small businesses, we have this opportunity as we're growing a business that this is what we need to do as leaders. Storytelling is a leadership skill. Because this is how you pass that information on to other people. It's how you create the culture that you want within your organization by telling the stories that demonstrate the behaviors that those cultures or those, those items your culture bring out. And so Capture is not just for yourself, but how you're going to help other people by telling them that story as well. What if you know, someone feels that they're not good at storytelling or they're not good at, you know, communicating in front of people or, or whatnot. I mean, what do you say to those people? So I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this back to you. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to bring Ben in because Mark and I have been talking and talking. We've been doing the Mark squared podcast so far. So I'll bring Ben into this. <laughs> so Ben, t- tell me, tell me one of your hobbies. What are, what is, what is something that you like to do outside of uh, just your regular work a day? Camping. Camping. Okay, the very first time you went camping, were there things that, did, did everything go perfectly? Did you do everything right when you first went camping? Yes. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if you answer yes, you're going to totally screw up my analogy here. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, you had yeah. to learn some things, right? Of course, yeah. And especially if a storm <laughs> comes in, you have to learn how to, how to set your tent just right and all, and all those kinds of things. Storytelling is like any other skill that you develop. You have to learn how to do it, and you're going to learn from other people to start with, but the only way to get better at it is to do what? Fail. Do it. Oh, or yeah, yeah and to too. fail. <laughs> well, well but, but because you, you're never going to fail if you don't do it, but then you never succeed either. Right. And so it, it's absolutely that. It's doing it, and it's failing, and it's learning from those things and getting better. But it's like any other skill you develop, 
it takes time to do it. Think back on the very first podcast that you produced. Yeah. What, <laughs> it, 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 it was, yeah, go it ahead, was rough, at least for me. I remember I was crazy nervous. I mean, hey, you guys go back, listen to episode one if you dare. But yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah, it was, it was scary. It was, it was difficult. But, but I think that's a great analogy. Go back and listen to episode one and then go back and listen to the most recent episode. And there's a vast difference. Well, storytelling is going to be the same way. The first couple of times you try it, you may have the structure down. You may have learned what to, what to do and how to do it. But then in the delivering of it, you're going to learn a lot. And so just keep doing it and you get better. That's, that's the only way you get better at any kind of skill. And so people who say to me, ah, I'm just not a natural storyteller. Most people aren't. It, it isn't just a, a nature thing. It's a skill that you learn and develop. Yeah, it's like that that grandpa or uncle that you have that everyone just gets around and he's telling the stories, the family functions or whatever. And it's like, how is this guy so good at telling these stories? It's just probably decades of <laughs> telling that story, you know? And probably that exact same story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing. Sometimes we think, well, I've told this story before. But how many times do we watch a movie that we love or read a book that we love? Mm-hmm. it's okay for people to hear that same story with the same lesson there and you'll get better at telling it as you go along. Yeah. So what, what, what was it as far as like, you know, this idea of master storytelling, like, you know, did you find yourself, were you good at storytelling? Is that why your wife said, Hey, you should write this book because you have a story for everything and you, you know, were good at that. Or was it again, those years of experience of marketing where in PR where you're constantly having to tell stories and, and spin things or connect with people and sell stuff like, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's really what it came to. My wife was seeing kind of the end result of it, but it was the years of me doing it over time. I remember one time when I was, I was working for a software company and we had our, our marketing team meeting and afterwards we were having the, the meeting in the hall, you know, just the kind of the socialization after the regular meeting. I can't even remember what it was. Somebody brought something up and I said, oh, that reminds me of, and I told some story that was, that was funny, entertaining, just a little anecdote that, that tied to the content. And one of our interns, he'd only been there a few months, but he looked at me and he says, man, do you have a story for everything? <laughs> and, and, and I thought about it. That was before I'd even start up, thought about writing this book. But I thought about it in that moment. I went, yeah, I kind of do. But it's just been one of those things that over time, that's one of the, the, the items that has been important to me and that I've picked up and just kind of tracked those things. And so it, it became more natural to me just the more that I did it. Hmm. Is there anything you would say about storytelling versus just giving people facts or information? Like, what's the difference? Is it better? Is it worse? Like giving statistics versus a story versus, yeah, just sharing something in a different way. Yeah, and, and it's important to give people information. Mm-hmm. But the story gives people the why. Hmm. It helps people understand why that information is important to them. There was this great research study that was done, I believe at Stanford, where they took graduate students and they put them into three groups. And one group, they just gave them information. They gave them data and they gave it to them verbally. The second group, they gave them the same information. But they also gave it to them in charts and graphs. And the third group, they gave them the information and they gave them a story, a little anecdote that to, about the information and why it was relevant. 
And then a couple of weeks later, they brought them back in and tested how much did they remember and how accurately and asked them a couple other questions about it. They actually found that the first two groups that got it just as information and with charts and graphs remembered roughly the same amount of information with the rough, roughly the same amount of accuracy. The thing that was interesting to me is that third group, I mean, it's obvious where I'm going with this, the group that heard it in the form of a story remembered more information, remembered it more accurately. But the thing that jumped out to me was they also found the information more credible. Really? Hmm. We think that when we're sharing charts and graphs, that's going to increase our credibility. But it's funny that because of the impact the storytelling has on, on us as a species, when we hear things in a form of a story, we're connecting with the, the storyteller. And that builds the trust. And so it builds the credibility of the information. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Have you heard of Story Brand Marketing by Donald Miller? Have you looked into any of that, that, that kind yes. of stuff at all? Yep. So what, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, it feels like, yeah, everyone's talking about story now. I think he, you know, the way that he kind of approaches it is a little bit different as far as like, you know, telling a story through your company in order for you as a company to be a guide to help people, you know, be the hero of their own stories. But it sounds like to me, like what you're, you're talking about is more of like, how do we develop as storytellers, as individuals, so that we can teach people better, lead people better and like inspire people to action. Yep. And, and, and that's the, the main difference that, that I'm looking at kind of the day to day storytelling that we're going to use as leaders and, and in talking to customers. It, I think in sales is one of the great places that you can use storytelling to help people understand what, what these products and features actually mean to them. Mm -hmm. And if it's told in the form of a story, people can connect to it and, and, and relate to you better as, as well. And so, yeah, it, for me, it's really more of the day-to-day. -day. And the subtitle of the book about Teach, Lead, and Inspire, uh, I would include Sell in there if I was rewriting the book today. Because, but those are the big four that we look at, Teach, Lead, Sell, and Inspire. How do you use storytelling just in your day-to-day -day work to help drive home the concepts that you want to and really make the connections with people as a leader? Is there like a framework or some sort of like, you know, outline, you know, that one could follow as far as like when they think about, you know, going into a situation where they're going to teach or going into a situation where they're going to sell or lead, you know, like, is there some sort of framework that we can kind of follow to say, okay, this is how we should think about this. Like I'm going into a sales meeting and what does that look like for me to tell a story, you know, in a sales meeting? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I'll, I'll take your example of the sales meeting as, as and then use that as I describe this, because I, I worked with somebody a while back who, and I didn't even think about this as a use for storytelling until he brought it up. But he was in sales. And he said, I am using the framework you taught me in storytelling for my regular meetings with my leaders. Because I used to just go and give them the information and they'll say, okay, why isn't this performing as well? Why isn't this? And why did you have this success? is what I've started to do is quickly lay out the numbers. And then I'll say, let me share with you an experience that I had that shares why these numbers are this way. And he would tell them a couple of experiences that he had along the way with clients. And he said, the funny thing is, they don't push back as much. They listen to that and they go, oh, I get it now. I get why the numbers are what they are. And I thought that was just a, a brilliant use of storytelling. But you're talking about, about structure there's four things I'll, I'll bring out for you. You can go back to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, 
which has 17 steps, but that, that's too complicated for my little brain. <laughs> too and, many and, steps. I, and I find it's just really, really complicated for people, particularly to absorb in telling a, like a three minute story. It's hard to get 17 steps in there in three yeah. minutes. And so the thing I always start with is what's your intent? What's the purpose of you telling this story? So I'll, I'll use my, my friend as an example. His purpose was to help his leadership to really understand what the numbers mean in his sales. So he, he goes in with that intent. And then I look at three little sections that you can use to, to divide your story up. There's a current state. It's the introduction that says, this is how things are currently. This introduces who's in the story, what's involved, what's the goal, what's at risk. And then you get to the conflict. This is the inciting incident where something happens that may get in the way of that goal. And this is where people's attention is going to heighten a little bit because they want to know what's going to happen to resolve it. And then we call the third section the change. And this is where something happens to either achieve the goal that you were trying to achieve or that you failed to achieve the goal. But what did you learn in that process of not achieving that goal? So my, my friend in sales, sometimes his numbers are lower than expected. And so he'll go in and he'll tell the story of, I went to this client and this is what happened and this is what they ran into. This is what we're doing to overcome this. So while the number isn't there this month, I think we're going to be on track with it next month. And he'll be able to tell that story in that very simple three-part framework, current state, conflict, and change. I'll just put those three C's out there. And that helps people to really just structure their experience into a story with a purpose in a very simple way. All right, we're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, go to thefridayhabit.com. There you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Friday Habit .com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday.